Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on whatever time you're in. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on episode 29 of the Heroes of Mutants podcast. I'm Nick with my co-host, who's finally returned this week. Ruben, you already know. And? James. And? Sway. Now, you might be asking yourself, why should you guys be watching us? Well, that's very obvious because... We're awesome. Well, not only that, but aside <laughs> from all of that, you don't really see nerds and podcasters who has, has such a great looking cast as I do. I mean... Look at this guy with those tats. Look at that guy with that hair. And look at that guy with that swag and that I don't, I don't give a heck attitude. Swag. Well, exactly all swag. that too. So how are you guys doing today? Good. I feel better. That's that's such better. a wonderful, lovely introduction on your part. Well, oh, I love you guys. That's what it's all about. about. Yeah, hyping it up. Right I like yeah. the hype man right here. Thank you. Well, we finally got our uh, our most decorated podcaster and most committed podcaster. <laughs> oh, so thank you, our host, thank I should you. say. Sorry. Mr. Woody Woods. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I'll have uh, like, well, last week, obviously, we did a huge tribute to Chadwick Boseman and how deeply that affected us and how he affected the MCU and superhero media just in general with this short time. So uh, we kind of just want to hear your opinion. What do you think about um, like his legacy and what they're going to do with Black Panther going forward? Oh, man, I know. I know we brought, talked about this topic prior to all this mm. news and all that. I saw I kind of it caught me off guard because I know back then I was like, all right. Um, when I saw him slimmer down, you know, when there was all that news going on, I was like, okay. Um, I caught. I, I did feel like something was going on with that. Like there was something going on with him. But I was like, okay, I'm not gonna make anything of it. He's still saying he's gonna make it. But mm-hmm. then I remember there were talks. That's when the rumors started where he wasn't supposedly gonna come back. Mini rumor, but it was. Can't cut off right away. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I could see that happening. Everything I said, that's why I said, oh, if they cancel, uh, he's not coming back as Black Panther. I can't see them moving forward, you know? And that was prior to the news, like, you know, heartbreaking news that we got last week. And so I was just like, like, damn, um, I know I said they can continue moving on with Black Panther. He wasn't coming back. But now that I feel like talking about his legacy and all the films that he has came out prior to, you know, he was the first, um, African-American black superhero mainstream, you know, that came out in a film mm-hmm. and an all-black cast for Black Panther, which was all, besides the freaking agent and shit, right? Called but, the colonizer. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, he, the uh, token white thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> so it was, it, it, it was good. I, I, and I liked it. I stood, I was all for it. And I, he made, he made brown, rake, brown, Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking record. Yeah, bro. I got my tongue twist, you know? <laughs> and um, just, it's sad news. I still haven't got over it. It still, it still hits me to the heart. Yeah, all, like, all, I'm just I think like, all of us. It's like, you know, like, like, damn, bro. It still hits me. Um, I didn't come because I didn't want to cry on camera, bro. Nah, I'm just kidding. But it was, uh, <laughs> okay, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And um, uh, I just feel like moving forward with his legacy, they, they should. I think they can continue on making a Black Panther film. Mm-hmm. I just honestly don't know in what way, though. They're going to have to pay tribute to him. But I can't see, like, you know, no Killmonger coming back to replace him as Black Panther. I can't see… Ah. I don't it's know. It's going to be a one. while a before question. they announce yeah. anything. Because mm-hmm. I think if they announce it too quick, it's going to look distasteful. Oh, didn't yeah. something yeah. come out saying that they didn't know how to, like, move on towards… There was Black some Panther sort of news on that. They, if they, they but do, they I don't like, see them announcing it for a long yeah. time. They'll right. probably keep it to themselves. Right. Same here. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, his legacy. It, um, I say, yeah, try to make it happen some way, somehow. Right. And make mm-hmm. his last film, not last film, but his tribute in a film in the Marvel Universe yeah. where just 
I, I mean, I did hear that supposedly the last bit of Chadwick Boseman we're going to see from Marvel was for the What If um, cartoon series. That, that okay. was the yeah, that was the last filmed. bit that he yeah. that's going to be like his last thing in mm-hmm. the MCU or his Black Panther. Yeah. So, yeah, we all felt the same way. Very dour, very, very, um, it's very sad overall. You know, we didn't expect this to happen. So, unexpected. Yeah, and definitely. the crazy thing is that we were filming two weeks ago. Literally two weeks ago. Well, we had finished filming mm-hmm. two weeks ago when um the news when we got the news. That's when we did the DC fandom episode. We yeah. found out like twenty minutes after the news didn't break. It broke about twenty minutes after we finished that podcast. Crazy. It, it was the timing. Yeah, yeah, the timing but. was crazy, dude. I'm I'm pretty sure we mentioned them some way somehow. And, yeah. Yeah. So ah, man, R.I.P. Though. Yep. That's Rest in yeah. power. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said, and once again, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. We're going to yeah, miss you. Wakanda Definitely. Forever. Awesome cool. legacy. And with all that being said, um, so DC Fandom also released that there is a static shock film in development, um, which was pretty surprising to me just because it didn't really seem like an obvious thing that they were going to do. So, with that being said, who is your ideal casting choice and what can we expect from this film? That's a tough one for me. I ain't going to lie. I haven't… I know I knew about the news, but I, I can't… I don't. I can't put an actor to it or a face to it. I should say, Mm -hmm. or even a voice. It's a because he was a teenager, right? He was in high school. Yeah, yeah, he was was a teenager, like fifteen, sixteen, maybe at his oldest. And so, right now, as the actors that are out there right now, I don't want to see someone that's older to play the role. Yeah. Um, So I would want to see someone younger, but I can't put a face or a voice. I think they're probably gonna cast a new actor, somebody unknown. That makes sense. I think if if they're going to use a big name actor for this movie, it'll probably be in the role of a villain to get something. And especially like you said, the character is so young. Uh, I it's better just to find somebody fresh, you know, have this some uh, discover a new talent and have this be like a launching pad for their career. Yep. Yeah, I definitely agree. And that that's why I said it was a little bit weird or not won't say weird but it was just one of those things really? like a movie well a movie that I didn't expect them to do like That's right away show. or right now I, was, I like no. the show I mean no the show was did good but I just didn't did you ever expect them to do a static shock movie I did but I don't it just I don't know if it would have been one of those things just I'm because like how, um, you know he has he's not he hasn't been around that long and then he barely uh, not too long ago he does when he transitioned into like the comics and he's part of like the DC universe now right obviously mm-hmm. yeah so um it's, it, but it, it, I think it's cool because he's, you know, an, in a, a unique hero and offers like that teenage perspective that doesn't, DC doesn't really have a lot besides from their sidekicks. So I think it would be, it was one of those things where I thought, okay, this is a good, pretty, a pretty cool idea for them to do. And I don't just, you know, not sure what to expect from that. But, you know, especially because there hasn't been much information about it. They just said, oh, well, we're, we're, we're in development right now. It could take, you know, three, two years, could take five years. It is weird. I actually kind of had a feeling for a while that a static shock movie was coming. That it was as on a the kid, horizon. I always wanted something mm-hmm. live action. I ain't gonna lie. I saw the cartoon. Yeah. I was like, okay. And then that's when like superhero films weren't doing their best. But I still kind of wanted something like that, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't a, or something like the Power Rangers, you know, yeah. where it's live um, action still. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, oh, that would be pretty cool. But, plus, but, we're um, in an era where people want to give more, um, I guess, representations to voices that you usually yeah. are not used to seeing on screen. So now's the time to bring it out because we know like um, audiences do want to see like superheroes of color. I mean, wasn't Black Panther the biggest movie of the last five years financially? I think so. I think it was. It was the most successful movie of the last five years. And then, you know, Marvel also moving forward with the Shang-Chi movie that's going to have a mostly Asian cast and Asian, um, even, even, you know, Michelle Yeoh and and Mm -hmm. Tony, Tony Lung, Tony Lung, right? Not like Avengers. 
Well, wait, say it again. Because you said uh, um, Black Panther had was the most, you know, in the box office. No, no, it made so it more was, than the yeah, Avengers. Than yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. yeah, the Avengers had like um a bigger opening weekend and game than Black Panther because obviously it's a but overall, build up, but overall from week to week, Black Panther ended the up making more money. That Black on Panther, yeah, week to week, yeah, it never dropped off with the yeah. money it made. It was the first. And, and I, I think I agree with James too. I think it should be more of an, an unknown. I'm not really sure. The only real option or somebody who was like in running for the role or will, due to rumors was Jaden Smith which I'm like no mm, no I don't like no. one I don't like Jaden Smith <laughs> as an actor and two I think he's too old at this point so it probably have to be I could think of a lot of talented um, young black actors that could play the role but I still think they're too old I'd, I'd feel like that young it's best to really find somebody some fresh. new cast like Tom Holland yeah. Tom Holland was like 19 when he first got it's, casted as Spider-Man it's crazy how you br- brought that he up he shot me I, for a second I thought you were suggesting Tom Holland <laughs> oh, no, no. I was about yes. to say I'm but calling not. right now hashtag Tom Holland for static shock Nick, nah, nah. stop Change but my mind. it's crazy how you said that because if DC don't, plays it right don't, don't do this. if DC plays it right they could have another with the casting to Static Shock they could have another Tom Holland in a way you know yeah, he's yeah, young definitely. he's enthusiastic and just full of energy Energe- you know that, that that teen that teen feeling that you know he brings to it so yeah. and they find a casting like that I think Static Shock could go a long way yeah. in the DC and then you know he's interesting too just with his powers and being you know from you know having that, res- that accident from the Bang Baby and I think it, you know he's a, a hero who's you know unique in his own right and dealing with those kind of things of you know, going to like kind of like what Terry was kind of going through too, like, you know, having to worry about high school, you know, modern problems, and then also, you know, be, be, be someone who has to defend the city. So there's a lot of interesting aspects, and he's an interesting character, even in his powers and just in his personality, who he is as a, as a kid. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things like D, DC kind of hasn't really made that kind of film before, and it would kind of no. be like a, a Spider Man yeah. in, in a sense. Yeah. What well, you said, they got two to three years to find the right casting for right. it, find the right storyline. They mm-hmm. have time. I think it's a, it, I think it's about time too. I Definitely. always really thought um, Static Shock was a very interesting show, and it always tackled a lot of issues. Yeah, there's a lot of um, depth going on underneath. I think the surface a lot of those stories. There's a lot of real issues that they dealt with on. Yeah, I even sure. think there was like an episode de- dedicated to bullying, where like a mm-hmm. kid like got revenge on a bully. And accidentally like hurt somebody else, and then it was like that matter of yeah, you know, well There's he was revenge, kind of in the, like it, it was understandable, but he was still in the wrong for doing what he did, and like there, you know, I remember they being had like an a kid at that about age, racism too. Yeah, yeah, they had a, they had that Martin Luther King one show. where he went in, back in time, right? That's a movie. No, no. that was the movie. Was it? I don't know. No, that's not Static Shock. That was, I think, Batman. That was a Batman Beyond episode, I think, where like an older Static Shock from that timeline was around, like when Terry was. Yeah, there was like a time travel involved. There was but something like that. It was either Justice League episode or our Batman Beyond uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so we're all, we're all on, on agreement then. I You're think awesome. it's a good idea. Yeah, awesome. and it's also yeah. just to like um, they do it right. Add, I guess, more variety to the DC films coming yeah. up, just so yeah. it's not just Batman, Superman. Yeah. Well, War, that, that's what I said too, because it would be their first time like. Having someone in the mainstream who's not, you know, just a, you know, grown up, you know, like a Superman, a Batman, a, or uh, some of those, like some, like that kid aspect. And he could fly too. Yeah. Ride them power lines. He could, no, he yeah. could ride yeah. that little. He, see him as a he's the one with that little. He's the one with that little. Definitely powerful. Yeah, he Justice, is. Most likely. Him yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to mix he, him in with the other movies right. eventually. So. I think he could. I think he'll be better. He's um. He's more powerful than Electro in Marvel. It's crazy because I saw the Amazing Spider-Man two with Andrew Garfield. The other day, so it reminded me of Electro and all that. The amazing with, Spider-Man with Jamie Fox. Too. Yeah. 
So I was like, oh, Static Shock was way better than that fool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, that's what well, I was said saying. about that, the better. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> so, saying. Let's so, not get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been a, a lot of news going on and a lot of beef between Ray Fisher and WB. Beef? Um, beef. beef. What's beef? They got a lot of beef. Where's the beef? Well, now I just dropped the news. Hit him with the news. So, um, <laughs> it was a lot. Because I was like when Ray Fisher has been for a while saying that um, Jeff John. I mean, I'm not sorry. Well, Josh Jeff Johns, Whedon. but also Je- um, Joss Whedon created like uh, it was unprofessional on set and accused him of like harassment, some kind of abuse. He didn't specify what, but then he said, I think John Berg, uh, Jeff Johns like allowed that, um, allowed Joss Whedon's that, that environment to take place. So he was also saying that they need to be held accountable. Um, but Warner Brothers was trying to say that he, that they, um, he, he wasn't agreeing or he wasn't, um, he wasn't, he wasn't, um, sort of looking for, he wasn't, um, cooperating with the investigation. And then he's posted a report saying that he replied to the email and that Warner Brothers is like, Warner Brothers is creating a smear campaign against him. So, um, there's a lot of he said, she said. So how do you, um, how will this affect his opportunity to portray Cyborg more in the future? Well, I know one thing. Jason Momoa is on his side right now. Yeah, yeah Jason Momoa yeah, posts. Like, yeah. yeah, I was going to mention I, that right now. I think Jason Momoa backing him increases… He's a powerful ally. Yeah, yeah. increases the chance of his, chances of him returning or coming back. Because at that point, the studio is not going to want to get into it with, um, with Jason Aquaman. Momoa, yeah. oh, That's a big not. cash cow for yeah. them. And that was like a really big unexpected I think their most, their most successful movie in the most DCU, successful, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Besides Box Office. That yeah, and Box Office. Broke a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah it broke a billion dollars. So Brought in um, the... Um, I think that he has a chance. I think, of course, there's always going to be a he said, she said. But I think that he has a chance to overcome it because I see a lot of fan support. Of course, I know some people on Warner Brothers side and everything. But I think if you got Jason Momoa backing you up, they're going to have to come to some sort of agreement with him. I don't think it's worth it for the studio to take it to that level mm-hmm. and well, get that, that much bad press. Especially if yeah. the fans are backing him. I mean, the only thing with yeah. me is like, just like Joss how Whedon long... has a record of he, he also. Does. He does. So oh, yeah, he it's, does. This is a consistent pattern we hear about on the Buffy. We hear about it all across and, the sets. So <clears> it's kind of consistent to... And so you br- you brought up notice. a good point too, how you were talking about, you know, the, the industry or the studio doesn't want to go through all that. And I think it just has to do with the times we're in right now. Yeah, I think right publicity. now, the people, the people and the actors, yeah, exactly. Right now, so. so the actors, if they stand up for it, there's going to be people that love them that will stand for them yeah. as well. You yeah. know, Definitely. and I just think it has something to do with the times. It has a lot to do with the times because back in the day, they'll just, you know, brush they'll it just off. brush it off, throw it under the rug, you know. So yeah. it's like, but now it's, it's getting more difficult. Yeah. They try to brush it has it to do with it has to do with technology too. Everything's electronic now. Era where all those things that used to happen in studios before is going to be increasingly hard to get away with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. That's a good thing though. Yeah, it is. That's a good thing. It's harder to um, blacklist um, actors now. Right? Yeah. What you call them? Blacklist? Yeah. Blacklist. yeah. yeah. It's harder to blacklist actors nowadays. Yeah. And WB will go down especially if they don't get him back as Cyborg again. Yeah. And then like you said, having Jason Momoa as backing him up. Hopefully other people from the Justice League cast hopefully the end studio up going and, you know, studio has them. to work something. I know he feels attacked because what, they got private investigators trying mm. to like get I know, but on. then I heard he hasn't been cooperating with well, them they, too that's recently. What, yeah, so that's what he said. He actually uh, responded back yeah, to the Yeah, he had posted right that like then. he replied to an email or he was helping out. So, but that's what Warner Bros. is saying. Oh, he didn't, he's not cooperating with the investigation. Yeah. So, But either um, way, he's grateful. He came out saying that if he's not Cyborg anymore, he's grateful for the opportunity. He's 
either either way, he made his mark as Cyborg and whatever the future holds for him. He's he could always come it. back with another. Well, director. I'm just wondering. I mean, what is it? Marvel? What is it that exactly he wants to happen? Because there none of the people no he's idea. he's accused. I don't know. None of them are involved with the DCEU going forward. Like you know, John, John Berg and um. Jeff Johns aren't aren't um aren't spearheading aren't like the presidents or aren't the um Kevin Feige's of this of this universe yeah. anymore. So Joss Whedon isn't. I'm, I'm pretty sure is done with the DCU. He was rumored to be directing a uh, Batgirl, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Um, so is it just a matter of just saying like, hey, this happened, and wanting these people to apologize and making I think sure it's that just they the, probably, the principle? That's and I think the way they're going to go because I don't really, I don't, yeah, think, I'm not. A, I'm assuming he's not after. He's not trying to get money or anything. I yeah, think it's yeah. Just a matter think, of just, just pointing it, putting it out there. Validation. Just be yeah. like, don't lie. At least yeah. just be honest to the public about. It's not. It just doesn't want to be the only person that gets affected. He doesn't want to be all the liars. We can't also forget the fact. Continue. We can't forget the fact also when Gal Gadot didn't want to do that. Um. The scene, right? the scene, right where you know the flash um, falls on the top. Flash of her. falls on top of her breast, yeah. and like he still said, "Okay, well, I'm still gonna do this scene." Yeah, and he just got to replace uh, the stunt double. Stunt double, basically. So that says a lot too about him, like yeah. Joss Whedon. Like, yeah, that says a lot because she, she as, a, as a as a woman, plagued with stories like as this a woman, too. as a female, she didn't feel comfortable, and that's a big actor right there. Yeah. So well, it's not like this is the first time this happened against Joss Whedon. I wonder just like any any if any of the M the MCU actors had any experiences like that. But that says with him a lot. Was it well, we was it really necessary for that little laugh that we probably did have? No, not really. Nah, no, so that's not. what I'm saying. So that says a lot about him but, already. But well, it'll, she it'll, didn't make a big deal about it. Well, it'll yeah. be interesting going forward. I mean, I'm sure we're like he had said it's gonna all come out sometime. I don't know when. Or, that's what everybody so, says. We'll, and we'll eventually, see. the just, truth does come yeah. out. Well, yeah, the truth always comes out. But the so, question is when. And other news too. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of this, but the CW is developing a live action Powerpuff Girls series oh, yeah. in an updated version. The superheroines of Townsville are disillusioned twenty somethings who resent having lost their the childhood to crime fighting. Huh? Does this sound intriguing or a classic example of who the hell asked for this? I asked for it. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I, I, it sounds intriguing to he me. To you Mojo, know why? Because Cartoon Network was dope as freaking. Oh, Cartoon Network had a bunch it's of the great best shows. one of the networks. I like like the, oh, the Golden Era, like the, the, yeah, the, the mid to late uh, 90s. And so, man. yeah, it was uh, all female. See, that's where uh, these DC and Marvel need to do better with that. Like, come on, we've already had all female casting as uh, voice actors. Was it one actor that voiced though? It was different ones. I'd have to look no, that um, up. For, for Powerful Girls? Powerful yeah, Girls. I think it was e.g. E. Daily voiced um, uh, Buttercup. She, she voiced Tommy. So it was the three She voiced Buttercup. Yeah. Um, Tara Strong voiced Bubbles. And I'm trying to... Kathy, is it Kathy something voiced Blossom? It was three different voice. So all three different voice actors. That's what I liked about it. So that was probably one of the first all-female cast that we've seen as little kids. Not that that has a major thing to do with it. But I did like the action that they showed in it. Oh, yeah. That and it, uh, yeah, we were, bo we were boys back then and all that. But it was still has something to do with really superheroes. Kathy... Kathy Cavadini. Cavadini, right. Kathy Cavadini did Blossom. And just basically because they were in elementary school too. They were literally like elementary kids <laughs> as superheroes. Even though they were made, you know. They were still yeah. trying to have that childhood That is life. actually pretty unique now that I think about it. Yeah, I've so, never thought of that before. Yeah, but he, yeah, he created them. They were dude. manufactured. Yeah, they're, yeah. <laughs> they were created. And uh, so I feel like that's pretty awesome. I always thought that was pretty cool. And like just because they were kids, you know. You could relate to them. I was like, oh, I want to be a superhero too. Not… The girls that act like girls, but 
as a guy, as a boy, you, you know, like I wanted to still, still they were flying or having nice. powers. They, they were, were still, cool. still pretty cool. Yeah, yeah but they were main cool. thing is they well, were cool. Then, if anything, you always had the, the, the uh, male version of them with the Roddy Ruff boys. So that was always that was that came out. That was like yes. So now that we speak about a, it's a live action, right? Now that we see a live action, I think if they play it right, this is what I always say. Yo, I'm always iffy about these kind of things, but if they play it right. I'm. I'll be. I'm all and for it. It's gonna be a show. You said. I'm all for it. It's a, yeah, no, live okay. action show. I'm all it for it. It gives them more opportunity to LinkedIn than like. So what is it gonna be then? So it's it CW. It just does uh, CW. Um, is it no no like DC Marvel? Uh, I Bergo, doubt it's gonna have uh, Damn. So Cartoon Network needs to hop on them. Be like, hey. Or find the creator of the Powerpuff Girl and be like, I want to say hey. then Craig McCracken, the creator of the Powerpuff Girls, graduated from the same high school I went to. Oh, Legend. Wow. Yeah. Legend. Yes. I think every school right. in America uh-huh. has yeah. some sort of nice. history connecting to someone that's right. alive right now. And yeah. mine is the Powerpuff Girls. Honestly, when I first <laughs> heard about this, because I didn't know about um, their little synopsis for the, what uh, the direction they were going to go with the series. So I was be- definitely in- more intrigued when I when I first it first came about. I thought they were going to be kids or they were going to be they would have to be at least be like mid teens, like their latest, they couldn't, they wouldn't really make a, a show about like what in the show, they're what, like eight, nine years old or yeah. something like that. I don't I think they that's a lot to add for yeah. child actors. So they would have yeah. had to bump them up regardless. So Especially I think, since everyone has a different attitude. I think this is a smart yeah. way to bump it up to where, you know, they're disillusioned 20 somethings because you can see that, you know, they didn't really ask to, you know, in the show, they were always very like on top. They were very energetic and very, like willing to just fight crime at any times. But then yeah. over the years, like oh, how is that going to affect their mental state <laughs> as they grow older and then try to get accustomed to just, you know, wanting to be normal girls and they never had that. So definitely feeling like they were robbed of their, of their childhood and mm-hmm. kind of just having that, um, that resentment for it. I think that's an intriguing promise and see kind of where they end up. A lot of people could relate with that. Yeah. yeah. If, if your product is lacking something, all you need to do is improve it to improve it. Add disillusion twenty somethings mm-hmm. and it'll automatically be better. That's true. Yeah, Trust that's a good me. way. To, that's a good way to think about it. Yes, and it's um, and the thing that my bad thing that they mentioned too, right? They were um in their teenage years that always hated the fact that they lost their childhood. So I wonder how they're gonna act. Like you know, yeah. bratty or is it gonna be so like a mean girl type of thing? A, sequel, you know, a live action okay, sequel to the animated cartoon. Is well, I think it's still gonna nice? be its own thing. I don't know if it's gonna <laughs> be directly related to that. So, but but so basically, it's more of like a template. So you get the idea. These yeah. are the Powerpuff Girls. In yeah, this yeah. you know they were, they were Professor Utonium created them in a lab accidentally with sugar spice everything nice and chemical X. I can see this being better than the Gotham High freaking thing we talked about weeks. Honestly, well, this is I more intriguing. Yeah, Gotham High oh, yeah, is way better. Definitely. I, mean, I actually, I, I really like the Powerpuff Girls a lot. I thought oh, it definitely. was a very funny. Car- I think to this day, I could still watch it and still find amusement in it. I thought it was very cheeky. It was kind of clever. That dog, that dog, that random dog always cracks me up. <laughs> and I feel like there was um. I feel like there was some adult humor that was. There was peaking. definitely There's a lot, lot of adult yeah. humor. There was a lot of oh, yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Had, I mean, Especially sorry, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network had a lot of those innuendos. Yeah, yeah. like Cow and Chicken, Dexter's Lab. I gotta um, bring up Johnny Bravo just because of oh, Josh's God. hair. Almost <laughs> 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 reminds you. You have the Johnny Bravo up, look. Big ass upper body with yeah. the middle ass legs. That's just rude. Damn. So, You're going to get dropped after this episode. You heard it. <laughs> you better be I careful. I want to see that happen. No, that just needs more leg I want to see that happen. So, I'm going to go do some squats after this. Hold on, guys. Let me go. Well, Johnny Johnny Bravo doesn't <laughs> skips leg day, so you're good. Well, that's him. That's, but yeah. you're him. I'm him. Hey there, pretty mama. 
<laughs> oh, that was so, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. This is actually hearing this premise. I'm, you know, I'm intrigued and I'm interested to see what kind of how this develops and what they turn Although, what, what they turn this product into. I gotta be honest. I'd rather just see Don't a be. continuation. I want it to series. be a continuation. Ooh, yeah, I that's hope. just me. But I the know. thing I mean, is, it could be. It wouldn't it be can. hard to just be like, oh, this is a continuation of the. And then they series. could, and then, and then they could do a Perfect. prequel to that if they really want to. Or like they're in middle school. Or they're hitting high school and all that stuff. Cause there's gonna be a that's a big ass gap, to be honest. They're in their what 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 years? How old are they gonna be again? You said? 20, they're 20. So yeah, so probably see, early twenties. That's already young 22. adults, you know? So they're that's hey, a lot up. Of, I'm twenty nine, man. That's a lot. I'm twenty eight. Well, just turned twenty eight oh, yeah, on happy, Wednesday. Happy birthday, yeah, thank man. you. Oh, Appreciate happy birthday it. to Ruben. Oh yeah, thank I you. forgot. I totally forgot. <laughs> happy late birthday to Ruben. Thank you guys. Happy for birthday, it, yeah. homie. That's right. No, it's supposed to say for me. Chug, yeah. Chug. Nah. <laughs> Chug. Shout out to that movie. If you guys know, hashtag what movie that's from in the comments. So um, let's get let's move on to some to films now. Uh, which actor in a comic book film do you guys think was underutilized the most? Actor in a comic actor book in a film. film. Hmm. Underutilized. Underutilized. Why don't she start off, Nick? What actor? Um, I'm probably gonna say film? Mads Milkins. Did I say that right? I never know how to pronounce his name. Close Matt. enough. We get. I know who you're talking about. Well, how do you pronounce his name? You, Hannibal. <laughs> Shut up. It's an easy um, way to Mad, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mad, Mads Milkins from. Um, he was in Doctor Strange. He was Caecilius. Um, the only reason I say that was because he's a very, very talented actor, and actually, he did have an intriguing promise with the whole thing of like death is an insult, like death. Um, you know, like his reasoning for wanting to bring Darmamu and awaken like that dark. Um, the dark, um, the dark energy and yeah. like the dark dimension. So I felt like it was kind of an int- intriguing promise, and I feel like he was he was working at his best when he was explaining to to Doctor Strange when he had him like tied up in that um that little contraption or that trap at the Sanctum. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was the most intriguing part because you're you're he's not just a generic bad guy, and he actually has things that he he believes in. Even though he's killing people, he said, "Oh, a small a small price to pay." And I think even Doctor Strange says that at one point, and he kind of like realizes like, "Hey, we're kind of similar." It's just he's a little bit more of, a, of an extremist, honestly. So um, I felt only re- like that's the only reason I say because you could have brought him back. And now you I mean, I guess you can because, you know, he's in Dormammu's dimension now, but it's not going to be the same. And I just felt like he was supposed to be the main villain. And then they just oh, it's good. Like he's awakening Dormammu. Mm-hmm. And you know he because he's a really good actor. He's he, you can work with so he little and better, with the, with what little he had in that role, he he actually really knocked it out of the park. And I was yeah. just like, man, I totally wish that we could have seen more of him. And sure. like I said, he's just a great actor. I love like anything that guy does. He is a weird one, and this no, is a tiny. Go for it. His was a really, really tiny part, so we don't even know how good he would have been. But I feel like he would have been good, even though the movie wasn't good. Was Paul Giamatti as the Rhino? Ooh, great actor. We never. That's a great, great actor. actor. Talking about Amazing Who Spider-Man. Had, yeah, he had a catching that a too, cameo yeah. in a really bad movie, but I am intrigued of the idea by the idea of Paul Giamatti, who mm-hmm. is an excellent actor, very yeah, talented, very actor. good, playing a Spider-Man Damn. villain, and I think he that's would be. Good. He would have been a good Rhino. Yeah, they could bring. I think. Him I, mean, I did, still like, think he, they he, could use him. It was really hammy, yeah. like his accent and like his, yeah. his over, uh, over the, the tiny topness bit and, that we we saw. Yeah, I knew it's like um Paul Giamatti is one of those. I guess what you call them respectable prestige actors. So when they get roles like that, when they could be hammy, I feel like they let loose and have fun, or like I never get the the opportunity right. to play around. Like you know, this. he's he's a little bit of like, he reminds me of a little bit of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Very talented. Oh, rest in peace, Philip Seymour right, Hoffman. Yeah. Peace. He, you actor, know, very right? very talented, very acclaimed actors, but they don't look like that classical leading man type. You know, they're not 
they're not, you know, very handsome. They're not, they don't have like those leading man looks. So you kind of the don't realize like, yeah, handsome. They don't, they don't really have, so they don't like have that high, they had, they're, they're, they're really acclaimed amongst their community, but to the general public, it's, oh yeah, there's a, that's a talented actor, but it's not like a, Tom Cruise, or it's not like a Brad Pitt. It's but not like Leonardo DiCaprio. Actors. Oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're oh, some of the best actors of their generation. Yeah. Paul Giamatti it's, it's, it's and Philip Seymour Hoffman alone. And it's just one of those things like it. So it's really Philip cool. Philip Seymour Hoffman would have been an incredible penguin. Oh, Let's just put it out there. Yeah. He would have yeah. been. Yeah. That would have been. Perfect. It would have been amazing. Yeah, I guarantee agree. you, it would have been an incredible. Yeah. It would have been intimidating. Yeah. It would have been awesome. But that's yeah, that's interesting you said that because I never I yeah. kind of forgot he was in that movie just because he was so small. And they were like the thing that sucks is he was there was bleeding on to obviously the Sinister Six. So he was supposed to reprise his yeah. role. And then mm-hmm. when that that next year was when that deal happened, Tom Holland was cast as Spider-Man to be yeah. appear in the MCU. Led so by Andrew Garfield. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what about Rubes and Josh? What do you guys think? I would say exactly. Taylor Kitsch. He played Gambit in X Men Origins. Okay, that's, oh, that's, dude, that's a good that, one. Though. I mean, yeah. watching, like he said, it, it was just a short, brief part that, that he came out in. It was just this a is Gambit right here. I am Gambit. Wait, that's Deadpool. What are you talking about? Nah, no, oh, I, I switched it up. I switched it up. I wish his accent was a little bit more on point, but that Cajun accent is very hard, very distinct. Seeing Gambit in a live action. Overall, watching the X-Men animated series, he was one of my favorites. Top X-Men for sure. And then seeing him come out in that one really like had me it's like, okay, so if they move on with what X-Men has to go on. Like it would be great seeing him. Maybe like you said, working on the accent a little bit better. But overall, his portrayal in the movie was mm-hmm. really great. I wish I would have seen him. Um, I would thought they were gonna re- he was gonna reprise this role when they announced they were gonna be making a Gambit movie, but so this day we still Hell don't no, even Channing know. Tatum, you're the, my Gambit. He's, he's too old. Yeah, Channing Tatum, yeah, he's too old. old. Dude. Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, Channing from Jimmy over here. What about? I don't have a I don't have one that comes out to the top of my head. We're gonna pick one for you. Pick one for me. Go for it. Who else did he do? You don't have I, one? I don't have one to be. I mean, there's probably one. I not that I can think of on the top of my head. I just uh, no, was Ruben. Ruben's mis- been partying too much. Misutilized. Uh, Andrew Garfield was misutilized. I, I did want to bring. I was gonna mention him because I feel like his storylines could have been um, better, or the villains they had in his films could have been better. But I just feel like he was already a main actor, so I, think I don't he was feel a really he was. Good- Underutilized. I just he was a great. Yeah, I don't feel he misutilized. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't underutilized, but he was misutilized. He was just good. He was just because that's what I was thinking about saying too. But I I thought about it. I was like, right. Or they they give him different villains, except the Rhino. Rhino was badass. I thought Rhino would was going to be a major part in the movie. It was, but the movie did so poorly that they had to scrap it all. Yeah. Well, I think he just had that also disadvantage because he was already older. Too, when I think when the Amazing Spider the when the, when the first one came out he was already twenty nine so it's like in that time span you can't really have it you can't really have him portray you know because he was still in high school he didn't graduate until the beginning of the second film so he was already what thirty three Andrew Garfield still looks like he's the same age for like the past <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I think he also so had that like, aspect where that even though he face. looks like it it's like. You know, you have a 38 year old playing a 25 year old Peter Parker. Like, I mean, it's just one of those things. That's what you see like, in everything now. Like, you don't see high, like teenagers reprising teenager roles. Tom you Holland, see, bro. Well, other than him, everybody. <laughs> well, else, I think he's like the you, new gold standard that they're going to be going for. Tom yeah. Holland, on. yeah. Get a young, yeah, young, super, super, young, 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 young. That's why it's going to be interesting with like how long, what, what exactly they're going to do with Shazam going forward. Because Billy obviously is always going to be 14 years old, and 
the actor who's playing him is going to be 18 this year. So it's like, like how long is he really going to be able to play this character? Well, he's going to do the, the Irishman, the CGI. So they're going to de-age him. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about technology now, bro. Technology always takes away from movies. <laughs> yeah, there's always those scenes where you could actually tell it's CGI. Yeah, especially now the way movies and production are going, they want to look so realistic. Exactly, where everything is so 4K where you see every single detail. Now. Actors so need to start be being more like uh, Tom Cruise. His own actions. Even at his age. Damn, that, that bathroom that. fight, yeah, he was like, what, 50, 55? Did you see the crazy and what was it, Ghost Protocol when he jumps off of that building? Yeah, dude. Um, I saw that in All IMAX. practical. That's crazy. And he actually I did just, that. Yeah. I would be shitting bricks. Hey, check yes, it out. Yeah. I'm standing <laughs> over and I was looking down. Like, oh, what is he on? He already no. made what? He's on Mission Impossible 7 like now? 24 eight? or something. No, he's on <laughs> 9. I think they're doing 8 or 9 right now, bro. He did a stunt the other day where I saw it on on it was on IG. It mm-hmm. was one of those clips. He because you know him, he does his own stunts. Yeah, he rolled down a freaking ramp. I don't know how deep, steep it was, and he just dives off a cliff. And then maybe after a hundred feet going down, he deploys his parachute. And then he just starts flying down. But even That's when he's flying okay. down, that looks like fun, even when huh? he's flying down, <laughs> right. he still looks like. He doesn't have control of it, yeah. but like he he does his own shit. Dude. Uh, okay. That's what makes the movie look so much better. Here's here's the question really unique about yeah. about uh, Mission Impossible because I actually think it's relevant. You think Tom Cruise's character Ethan Hunt is kind of a superhero? Definitely. Yeah. Basically, without the costume, he's Definitely. kind of like Batman. He the yeah. way the things that he does uh, that are almost inhuman. Yeah. The missions that he carries out to save the world from like evil no, you and can't bad guys. Like, kind of Batman, spectacular. Yeah. This is it exactly. I mean, makes, it's called Mission Impossible. Just Gilman makes James bro. Bond Might look well. real, realistic. So and, he's basically. A superhero. Yeah. Especially the fact he did. They're more realistic. He's coming back. There was a lot of practicality with a lot of those stunts. He actually did a lot of his own stunts for majority. Even even still to this day. He in his late 50s. So he's kind of a superhero. You know, he's a sellout right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's good. So let's move on to one of the. We're talking about the dude that, yeah, Daniel Craig. He's a sellout. Oh, let's yeah, not get into that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about one of the biggest, one of the most critiques I have of Marvel. Well, more so with the Netflix series. And it's obviously going to be the biggest weak point of what they've done so far. Wrong and that is Iron Fist. You guys knew this was coming. Um, what went wrong with bringing this character to the small screen? Was it more? Was it more so with the direction that they took with create with um, creating the character? Was it the actor? The, what, what was it? Do you guys feel? I did like the Daniel Rand actor they had. Uh, no, he 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 was people probably decent. people. I think people saw. I think I don't know. Did you guys see him more like hipster in a way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. Right. I think yeah. I think that was probably the one of the flaws that I saw going into it, and so even continuing so with it. On. Felt like they were going more towards like he, he was like the Green Arrow kind of. He's just that's, no, no, not no. That I mean, way. not like that snobby gets lost in the freaking mountain. No, comes I back think. To, be the person he is. I see. I saw the one they had, the way they portrayed him with his curly hair and it wasn't even like fine. What Some episodes he probably had that fine cut, but I saw him as a a hippie millionaire. Oh, Sorry, Stan. Oh, that's Stan. No. Stan the man. We'll fix that right now. We'll you guys it. keep going. Yeah, keep um, going. So yeah, I just feel like uh, that aspect of it, it just can't… I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I mean he he did do decent in the role. I like a way his portrayal for me. I felt like he acted a little too kiddish, whereas like every little thing he acted like he was like, oh, that's what I'm saying. He was a hippie millionaire 
billionaire kind of. But that's what gets annoying brat, from the point. But, it's like we already see that from a lot of characters coming. Like they're barely figuring out who they are, and they just seem so lost. I, 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 I think the themselves, biggest example like, of that is at the very beginning of the of the, the first season, the very first episode. He walks in looking like a freaking bum, having a freaking beard, no shoes, and just thinking, "Oh, like I say, I'm Danny Rand, so I know they're gonna believe me." And then, like not understanding that he can't just walk in like yeah. like that. And him being like having been presumed dead for like 15, 20 years or whatever it was, and just thinking they were gonna believe him. Like, does this guy not have any common sense? Does he like, you know, he's supposed to be this highly trained individual, but yet he can't see why they don't believe him. Yeah. Like he, it's, it makes the sense, of him but being lost and not knowing as, anything. Not, not, I don't well, think that has like, to do anything with that. I think I don't just think, as yeah. a when you know who you are, you know who you are. So you had that confidence. So you're gonna he knew who he was. Whether they believed him or not, whether you do sound crazy, I know you you thought he was dead. You've been gone for so many years. It's still understandable, you know. But that's the thing about the difference where you try to say the arrow. The arrow when he Oliver came back, people knew who Oliver was. Yeah. People recognized him. But then with Daniel Rand, yeah, but like you said, people were like, who? Overall, yeah, because he was a but kid. But overall, the take of it, like yeah. he is a billionaire person that everyone presumed dead coming back. Like you said, but I already knew. That's that, the one thing I did like about it, though. That Steve Amell was like, okay. For me, I don't. The for one thing, I the actor did not work for me. I definitely, don't, it, yeah, it, there definitely was just agreement. something about it. That that I I'll agree it, with it's that. nothing yeah. particularly bad. I'm not gonna say it was bad. Garbage. Don't it, hashtag trash. <laughs> okay, damn. I was gonna say it just it didn't <laughs> it didn't fit. <laughs> I also kind of feel like, like for a, sh- a show that is so martial arts based, these action scenes yeah. could have been so much better. Yeah, they first, felt kind first of season was better. First first season season was was second season was, was an improvement. That's but what still I want to bring up though. So is it more of the actor or the way they Made him portray his role like less. It might have been the direction. That's what I'm saying. That's I think like it's a little bit say- of both. I'll get into that, but um, keep keep going, Jimmy. I think it's I think it's the direction, but like the the action scenes felt too bland. Especially, yeah. I didn't Danny see Blank. the second season. <laughs> I didn't see. I think it was That's too why they call him Danny Blunt. I didn't see the first. I mean, the second season. I didn't see the second I season. Seen that. I didn't, I've seen everything it's when passable. it came to those yeah. Netflix But shows. I just felt like if you're gonna make a show that's so based around martial arts. The action scenes should be like show offy. They should really like, I don't know, like stand out, stand out, and very and kind of look different from the rest of the action scenes that you see in Marvel movies. It shouldn't be the same, and it just felt like more of the same. I mean, for me, I I have a strong opinion on this, especially because I know people who had worked on the show, and they were talking about, um, like I went to train one time, and this was around the time. This was twenty, like mid mid or maybe early 2017 and they had just filmed uh, wrapped up filming for the defenders um i was talking to a guy who worked on the defenders in the stunt team and he had said that uh mike holter um kristen 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 ritter kristen ritter yeah, and right. charlie charlie cox were all training with the stunt team whenever they had time but finn jones was the only one who wasn't around to do any training like he didn't want to train with any of the stunt team and from what i was told he wanted to focus. He his uh, focus was more on the on acting and the character development as opposed to the action, yeah. which mm. what which faltered, which, which, faltered, from it. which yeah. faltered in my opinion because I'm like he it's integral like, to the character. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those things like there's a, and especially because he's he doesn't have a he doesn't have a costume. Yeah, so it's like a lot of the reasons why like a lot of there's so many cuts is because like they're hiding they have to hide the it, stunt double because yeah. it's obvious it's see. not him. Yeah, and. True. It, I think it was, it was, but they didn't really know what to do with this character. They didn't know 
how to make him best you know fit what? in. Somebody and- sh- uh, from the very beginning, a studio exec or somebody should have put their foot down and said, no, you're going to show up and do this. Otherwise, you're not going to have the part. But also, I, won't, I, don't fault him. I, don't, I, don't, I don't fault him completely because he, he did try to take the heat off of him by saying that he didn't have a whole lot of time to train. Like, I think when he was ca- when he first got cast, um, he was cast. Um, they was cast, and then a month later, they started filming for. Oh, that is pretty fast. And Actually, he had said that, that he didn't have a whole of lot long. of time. That they, he he learned the he learned like the choreography for the fights no, like no. fifteen minutes before. But That's at true. that same time, I felt like there was just more oh. preparation he could have done, especially after yeah, after filming yeah. for season but one. Wrapped. I wasn't aware of that. I do think there's more preparation they could have done. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when it's a month before, when you're trying to learn something that complex or something that requires that much discipline, there is only. So much you can ask for. Yeah, it's yeah. only gonna go so far. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. also too with the character, they didn't know what to do with this character. It's like he's he's too naive. He's like too kind of like stupid. He doesn't have any common <laughs> sense. He kind of just thinks he's gonna roll up in there and then oh, oh, like he doesn't yeah. understand. Oh, like why don't you guys believe me? I I'm Danny. Trying like, too hard to make him go, like relatable. Did yeah. I go back but, like, to it, the writer? He, like, he, but he's for somebody who's grown up training all his life, and his whole purpose was to like he had trained to defeat Shao Lao the Undying and. His mm-hmm. like, and not only that, but then he his reasonings for coming back to New York and going through the portal don't make any sense. Like they asked, yeah. like, why did you come back? Oh well, uh, I'm I, I was I became the Iron Fist and like the drag I bonded the, I bonded with the dragon and I have like the the power of the of the Iron Fist. But I and so I'm supposed to protect Kun Lun from the hand. And every tried to show yeah. him. It's like, well, no, but then he he it. just says he he was looking he was one day protect because he's supposed to protect Kun Lun. Yeah. But um, when he was like standing, standing there watching guard, he had noticed that the portal was open, so he just walked through because he saw that it was open. They were there was no g- reason for him to come back. Like, why? Why? It's just oh, the plot demands. They, they, tried, back, so. they tried giving so it that contrived writing. Exactly. For sure, they tried giving P- it P- that P- Doctor Strange plot, plot aspect of plot it. Plot stupidity. It's like he doesn't really have a reason for coming back, and he like that. Yeah, you mad man, huh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah man, was mad. I'm I just going on, but going deep into this food. I mean, I, that's why I, I felt it was kind of ironic that he Shit. was the focus in the defenders. Like he was supposed to be the one driving the plot because the hand was after him Man. because he um, they would need his uh, they would need the power of the iron fist to like break the wall so that they can get to the dragon to okay. to stabbing him with the dagger. I have a question. I didn't even get to the second season because mm-hmm. I didn't like it. You said there was an improvement in the action scenes. A little bit. Did he commit after that to well, showing I think- up more? Maybe, but I think also too he kind of had a costume. He wore a hood and he had a bandana on, so easier a to lot hide of the, him. A lot of the fight scenes, like there were longer, longer takes, wider. Uh, there were longer takes, wider shot. Mm. But the thing it's about it is, his fighting style isn't really distinct. It's kind of like street martial arts. Like yeah. he, there's no kind of consistency yeah. with you know he's somebody who's supposed to be like you know Wushu Shaolin like mm-hmm. you know Gordon Liu like I, I expected him when he was doing the Iron Fist to like kind of do a hungar and like come here charge it up and bo- but there was never any of that it was mm-hmm. just kind of random just random, random throwings, movements yeah. together like a random yeah, roundhouse thing. it just I, didn't have a whole lot of consistency with, with this character like what he's known for yeah. um with you know like Northern Shaolin hungar um, the animal styles like there was really none of that and I was yeah. just so disappointed the because seems that every other character inside the show did much better on like, martial arts and I'm gonna Rainbow I'm gonna say and, this I don't know if you like change my hashtag change my mind don't but, use ah, that damn meme as hashtag change, change my mind change, change my mind I'm gonna no but um, the the the, <laughs> the action <laughs> sequence in season one of Luke Cage when he raids the Crispic Attics building that's a lot better than anything that any action sequence in in Iron Fist. The most appreciation oh, I have yeah. for the whole Iron Fist. Change my mind. 
I'm not trying to. Is that to. scene when they play Anderson Pack and that was just like this is what it's only go, because of Anderson. This is Pack. where I uh, Anderson Pack. This is where I go man. with um the monster Netflix though. Shout out props to Netflix because they at least messed around with yeah. the act. I know, damn, I know we didn't really like it. I know Nick freaking hates that. Yeah. went in. And that's shit. a good thing about but, Netflix. Um, yeah, they went, that's the thing they about went Netflix. They they more, they they took a risk and yeah, it, if it went two seasons. It means for the first seasons, people were bearing with it, you know? So to make it a second season and then still make the freaking… Defenders. Um, the Defenders. That yeah, made it another… You, so make it three you, seasons with him. But what I'm trying to say… Came is that they had four shows already. They had… That's not what I'm trying to say about Netflix. They had Daredevil. Netflix, they had Luke Cage. And they had Jessica Jones. Right, what Apparently are you trying to say about that three though? shows were bigger hitters than Iron Fist. We all so knew that what, coming so that's, in that's though. That's where you see the difference. The no, that's not what I'm talking about. No, so you're going away from the fact of what I was trying to say. I'm just trying to say that Netflix… Shout out to Netflix… Because they actually messed around with the character. Yeah. They brought him out into it. Cause they no, tried. No, There's all right, that, all right, there. so sweet. What and I'm trying to oh say. Right, that's, no, that's the nah, part. I'm you give Netflix props for going out and mm. doing that. Being able to bring in different shows and bring different aspects of it. But out of all the shows, you know, one of them wasn't going to hit I guess much. he knows what I was thinking and what I was going <laughs> to say. All right. Next topic. Before yeah, I want to say this too. One more thing. Also, like him using the Iron Fist is like a… I just used you. Him using the I, the power of the Iron Fist is like a duck, uh, but duck smocking up. How do you pronounce that? Or how do you say know. that? Duck smocking up. Uh, can't even let him finish my thought. It's a deuce smocking up. Ducks, whatever it is, he can only see, he he only can he can summon it whenever the plot, uh, like says it's relevant. Like there's times where he's trying to channel it, he's like getting tackled by everybody, and he's like, "Come on, come on!" He can't do it, but then Luke Cage shows up, like we're saves still talking him, about this, and then God damn, he, tell us the next topic, and then he. <laughs> Time to reflect on one of the only comic book films to hit the So we're going to let him finish my, his thought, but can't let me finish mine? Come on now. Nah. Continue on. No, nah, it's cool. I'm trying to protect you. Wait, what are you? I'm, I'm talking about Josh. I'm talking about <laughs> well, Josh. Don't worry about finish, it. Go, go for it. No, 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 no. We're good. Continue on. Because he said next topic anyway. So I thought you were going on to the next topic. Well, I was trying then, to talk about yeah, that yeah. was the last thing I was going to mention before we went on. But See, time to reflect on one of the only comic book films to hit the screens in disaster fashion at the beginning of this year, which is the Birds of Prey film or. They, tried, they called it Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous oh, yeah. Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. But then they changed it to uh, Harley Quinn Birds of Prey for marketing purposes. Um, did you guys enjoy it? And how do you guys feel? Do you guys feel the Gotham City Sirens film would have been much better? You know what? I, I know that I could already tell by the way that your description of it. <laughs> that you don't like it. Yeah. I'm, no, right, I'm, that's I'm like, mixed. There okay. are things I like about that's it, but there, 50, 50, I, 50, I think I think I like a Gotham it. City Sirens would have been much better. I like it, and I still think there's a, a chance for Gotham City Sirens. I thought they did a really good job with this movie. I know that there's a lot of people who hate it. I know it's the the better than pillions are. Squad, sure. Oh yeah, I mean, but anything's better than Suicide Squad. So I don't know if that's really <laughs> yeah. The, 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 I don't know the if that's the film. gold standard that we want to measure movies up against. Measure movies up against, but. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought it was clever. I like that. Um, I feel like Margot Robbie really kind of once again captured the, the spirit, yeah. the spirit of Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. I liked Black Mask in the movie. Mm-hmm. You McGregor, I know, oh, that's McGregor. Right. Yep. Yeah. I know a lot of people might complain because he's kind of over the top. But then again, it reminded me. Of, his portrayal reminded me of um Black Mask in Under the Red Hood. You remember? He's always shouting. He's just, like randomly, he's yeah, just like yeah, randomly, yeah, punching, like he's just like randomly punching out, punching out his own yeah, henchmen and guards. Yeah, yeah. he's just he's like, punch- hey, what's that? <laughs> it's 
smack. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like throwing a freaking table this yeah. big, <laughs> like across the room. Like damn, he's all pissed. It's weird, but he's like Should've a diva. Right yeah, he's like a diva. I really liked Ewan McGregor's portrayal. I like that. Um, it was kind of like a playful, fun movie, but the yeah. gore and the violence was there. was an R-rated violence. Yeah. Some of the things that um Ewan McGregor did as Black Mask kind of shocked me because I'm like, this doesn't seem like that kind of comic book movie. So when he commits those acts of violence, which are kind of gruesome, yeah. kind of caught me up. Yeah. Kind of caught but me it's just off guard. The old, like you said, the atmosphere and that playfulness of it, and having him coming through the darkness of, like you said, or the R-rated violence of mm-hmm. it, kind of matched up making it the movie mm-hmm. the way the movie made it run much more smoothly. Like he said, I feel like Gotham City Sirens might be able to be brought up later on, you know. But Yeah, I still think that's I mean, a I total possibility. I did not fall asleep throughout that movie because, I mean, again, and that sandwich, I, <laughs> I felt for her with that sandwich. Oh, <laughs> and one last thing before I move on from, uh, I really like the action sequence where she shows up to the prison. Oh, that was pretty oh, good. Yeah, I thought that was really well filmed and well yeah. executed. Really good. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm more mixed because there are things I did like about it. I like that they try to make it more colorful and they were having fun with it. You know, we talked about that with the Suicide Squad, where these films should be allowed to be more colorful and just yeah. more, more fun. Yeah. yeah. So like they're they they had this sense of mischief. Yeah. Yeah. They had a Gotham that was very has. vibrant and very colorful. Yeah. But what still you know, dark. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then you know, also too, I think one of the things that kind of turned me off was they kind of muddled around the origins and like the characters um, from the comics. Like obviously Victor Saz was his henchman who's supposed to be, you know, this crazy lunatic um, yeah. who believes in killing people because it saves them from living a dull, boring life. Yeah. Um, Cassandra Kane is really, you know, one of my favorite There's characters. There's a smirky portrayal of Zaz. Very, I, yeah. I, that's I, the best way to understand it. It's like, yeah, like almost like wink, wink. Gotham exactly, so like wink, sure and, and, yeah. yeah. and then yeah, him and I don't know him sure, and um him and Black Mass. It could have been I don't know if this was they kind of had homoerotic like intentions. With I each think other. that was intentional. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean. Black Mask is pretty bitchy in that movie and his yeah. behavior is already diva-like. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that was intentional. Right. Yeah. And Anytime then, he doesn't get his way, throats are gonna be slit. Yeah. And then I just it's, like it's kind of random. I was like, why did they go to having this little girl be Cassandra Kane? Like, you know, there's no connection to Lady Shiva, David Kane, or the League of Assassins, which yeah. Cassandra Kane is the daughter of Lady Shiva and yeah. David Kane. Yeah. And she was trained by the League of Assassins. And she has this awesome backstory where she can't speak. She she um communicates through body language. Mm-hmm. So she communicates like when she's ha- fighting with somebody, she's communicating with yeah. them. So she never developed like that speech pattern of her brain because the other side was what was what developed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, there was that missed opportunity there. There's but I think some she missed has, opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So going forward, going into it, knowing all that information, I kind of was, I think, already a little biased, like, oh, I don't think I'm gonna enjoy it. But the action was better than I expected. Yeah. Um Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. Oh my God, so Mary sexy, so freaking sexy. She was I, awesome. I love um, her. Tell <laughs> by that smile. I'm trying <laughs> she to conceal. She's awesome. amazing, man. She's beautiful. Mary Ramona Flowers. Ah oh, yes, Ramona <laughs> Flowers. <laughs> and but, if y'all like, yeah, so shout out every ner- Robbie too, every, every nerd's dream. It, every dream it felt like, I just felt it was a little bit weird because Not she's never um, Margot. I mean, on um, Margot Robbie. Harley Quinn is never a part of, was never a member of the Birds of Prey. Yeah. Only until recently, she became somewhat of an ally, even before they were kind of like on the fence about her. But 
Harley is kind of changed into more of an anti-hero yeah. in recent comics. Oh, just She's, overall, Harley Quinn yeah. blew up as a character. So, overall, you know. So I thought it was it, they, they didn't really need to have this be like it felt like a they tried to make it a Birds of Prey film, but it was mainly centered around Harley. Yeah. So and, do you think they should have just made it a Harley Quinn movie yeah. with Birds well, of Prey characters? Or, well, I, the it only reason as a Harley Quinn movie, but you said they didn't like what the title was, so they just decided to change it to Birds of Prey. Well, the only reason no. I say it would have been more fitting for Gotham City Sirens is because she's actually a member of the Gotham of, yeah. of them. And then yeah. they have Poison Ivy and Black um let's say Black Canary Catwoman. Catwoman. So yeah. like those are characters that people already know. So I yeah. think the marketing for that film probably would have done would have been better. Yeah. Plus too those are characters like I did like I, I do like these characters, but I a chance for that though. There, yeah, there, there is, is, but I, I feel that's like that's what they were. Be leading to. That's what they were supposed to do first. So you're like, oh, there's oh David Ayer is going to be doing a Gotham City Sirens film, and then oh, but first they're going to do David Ayer. No, well, I'm saying he before. Let <laughs> yeah. so, it be known. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, and I, yeah, I just I felt like I am kind of mixed on the portrayal of Black Mask. I did like Ewan McGregor's performance; great actor, and it's kind of weird to hear him doing American accent because he's always doing an English or Scottish accent. But I just felt like he was a little too flamboyant where I'm not saying Black Matt, like he he did have those brutal tendencies and like he he is somebody who's like an aficionado of torture. Yeah. So he still had that aspect of the character, but I felt like he was a little too flamboyant like gleeful. instead yeah. of just being more, more like brutal. I felt like he could have been, but I'm saying he was still that way, but he was still flamboyant well, at the same time. Maybe bringing him in into As, a different movie yeah. aside from Birds of Prey, maybe like you said, you would have liked I, his interpretation I, a little bit better. I I but. feel like because the movie itself is so colorful and playful, mm -hmm. they had to so make him like, like that. I feel like it might have been out of place if you would have brought him down or back down to her to have such Makes a self-serious villain surrounded by the colorfulness and the playfulness right. and the madness. So I I think they tweaked him. A little bit. A bit just right. to fit the, 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 the tone and yeah. the universe that was going. I do see what you mean. I feel like it was a faithful portrayal that was exaggerated in certain directions. So right. it's like yeah. kind, of, kind of what Black Mask is, but they're they're amping it up. A little more. more of, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but it's I just, not so far removed that it right. didn't feel like it. It though. still felt like… But then I… And I wish too he would have had like… I, I was expecting him to have a scene where mm -hmm. like in the comics he gets like the mask burnt to his face and then he just kill him at the end. And I was like… So was he ever like whenever? So we're not going to see Black Mask again in the future. I was like, oh man, that sucks. We'll I really would like to see Ewan McGregor return as Black Mask. It's yeah. a comic book movie. They always find ways out and excuses. Yeah, and I, found, I found something kind of <laughs> ironic. He, Especially he in twenty years ago, Gotham, or no one over, ever dies. In in Phantom Menace, he chopped off. He chopped um Darth Maul. Darth Maul in half, and then yeah. in Birds of Prey, he gets chopped in half. So that's <laughs> kudos, kudos, kudos well, to the well, well, movie. Also, kudos to the writers. Mason. Yeah, it was racial. Yeah, what goes around comes around. Yeah. So, and he trained Batman. Yeah, very yeah. true. So true that. But yeah, do you see all overall. this complicated overcross? Definitely. That's what we do here in the Heroes of Media. They have so many freaking tank entanglements. Entanglements everywhere. No, I said entanglement. I entanglement. But overall, like I said, overall, entanglement. Yeah, I did like it. Just I don't know what you guys. I think maybe it's me being biased. I did enjoy it better than I was expecting. I could see the biases, but I I think it was a good movie. Right, I liked it. And overall, talking Harley Quinn. If you guys really like Harley Quinn, since I know she's such a big heavy hitter, you guys should watch the show too. The DC one. Harley Quinn show. That's oh. a rated RTV show, which overall, I feel the trail there. Kaylee Cuoco kills it as Harley Quinn. Have you seen it, Nick? I need to. It's a good, amazing show. It reminded me of you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't there know if that's is, a bad thing right? or a good thing. The, when Bane it's a bad says, thing. I, my mission is to break the bot. One of the things he said, it reminded me of you. 
Why I talk like that? No. <laughs> you always say it, hey man. Hashtag back whenever, back. whenever we bring up Bane, no, whenever we, yeah, you're swole. <laughs> you're swole. Anyway, whenever we bring up Bane, you're always like, he broke the bat. He broke you the always bat. say that. He broke the bat. Broke well, that's Bane. The, yeah, yeah, I know. But that. on the cartoon, he says, my mission is just to cause destruction and break the bat. Something along those lines. So just hearing break the bat makes you think, oh, Nick. It's Nick. Yeah. It's Nick. So, that's yeah. good to know. You got to see it. It's funny. Yeah, that is a really, it. really… It's, it's Bane, a, is a, Bane is a riot. It's a very animated show. I know show. that sounds that's weird, sure. but no, Bane no. is funny in that show. And it's rated R. So, you know, you get the graphics. You get the… Freaking vulgarness. So it that actually sounds pretty awesome. Vulgarity. So, yeah, vulgarity, whatever. So let's get into a gentleman next topic. How has superhero culture changed since we were kids? How has it improved and how has it digressed? I feel like it's gotten a lot more mainstream. Or I feel like um superheroes were always kind of mainstream. They're always been big God. pop culture icons <laughs> that everybody knew about, but only certain people were fans of. People niche. have always known niche. Who's, yeah, niche, but mainstream at the same time. Now, everybody likes them. And it's because of the, some might argue, the oversaturation of superhero movies and superhero television Mm -hmm. across pop culture. I feel like it's changed because it's no longer uncool to be into superheroes. I feel like they have a wider appeal than they used to before. I feel like people who might have dismissed superheroes maybe 20 years ago, the type of people who would have been dismissive of it are now fans. I think it's kind of awesome. How Posers well it came into the light. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, it's a good thing. It's, I mean, I know, but Big that's fans. not necessarily. Yeah, that's but that's Posers. not necessarily a bad thing. You can't hate on something just because it gets more popular or it gets more attention. People so always want to it see. Is. So, yeah. in one, you know, people who what, How has it in your Things opinion? Get popular even if it gets hated on. So yeah, that's what no, I'm saying. But anything popular is going to have a certain amount of hate. Of course, that yeah. comes with popularity. Yeah. Well, in your opinion, then how has it digressed, or how like what are what what are the negatives about this oversaturation? Are like this change in I, I think some of the negatives are is that um some of the times it's studios not um completely understanding superhero mm-hmm. properties because as much as I love superhero uh, comic books I kind of feel like even when I am a fan of the movies the storylines aren't varied enough it feels like they're repeating the same storylines with different villains from movie to movie true and r- reason why that's a problem is a lot of people who are more dismissive of superhero or comic book culture point to that as the problem the repetition of the storytelling the problem with that is if you go to the actual comics there's a much wider variety of storytelling than new york constantly being in jeopardy true. or the world constant so i feel like um Superhero movies, they're getting better at it with the multiverses and adding it, but they're not mm-hmm. as good yet as the comic books are mm-hmm. as capturing superheroes in everyday life. Yeah. Everything is about New York ending and not every comic book storyline is about some kind of… There's there's yeah. more to it than that and I think it kind of gives it a bad name. So I think that's kind of one of the ways… I don't know if they say this digress, but I, I feel that. like… There could be a wider variety of storytelling, yeah. and the source material is there, which yeah. is why I don't understand why studios don't just definitely I look at them yeah. as a source. Do you want to know why they don't? They do understand it. Thing about that, what you're saying is, they're still gonna make money no matter what they freaking release, whether yeah. it's a film so or put in all that effort. No, it's not that they're putting in all this effort. They're 
they're freaking putting less effort into no, that's it. What yeah. I, that's what, what, what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. You're not sticking to the, authentic, the authenticity no. of the actual comic book storyline. Like you said, everything now is more like when it comes to blockbusters and when it comes to what movies are going to go now, they're more pleasing to the public as for coming No, he was to, saying the opposite about what you just said right now. Really? Yes, oh, he was. Then overall. No, in a way, yes, you I were. feel like the a good example would be like the DC animated universe because those movies have a wide variety of storytelling in them. The stories yeah, are so wide ranging, and all the live action movies would have to do is take from some of those animated stories and follow it the way that they do, and you would have very unusual stories or something a little bit um, different than. Uh, the villain shows up. Everybody's in peril. Villain shows up, saves the girl, saves the day. That's the thing, that's, though. I don't see that as a digression because it's been going on for so many years already. Yeah. Even from the beginning of time when comic books first started, prior to the first original artists, they just kept retelling the stories in a differential way. Mm-hmm. Same story, different aspect. Same, same, but different. Exactly. And it's been going on for multiple years, multiple years, whether it's a comic book, a film, and you were being specific with the DC universe. I believe in that. The DC is the one, we we all agree with it. DC, when it comes to live action films, they're the worst when it comes to that. And and But I like how you brought up the freaking um, animation, cartoon animations. I think DC is one of the best to do that. Mm-hmm. To, to, to this best. day, still to the day, yeah. to this they're day, they're continue. the best to do that, and they're gonna continue it. So that's why I, 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 I it's, it's back and forth. It just goes on the, on the. It's what I say. It's all about the times. It's, so hip hop has a lot to do with it right now too. That's what I like about the new R and B rap artists and all that because even the OGs, yeah, they like they, they were into comic books they too. Are, yeah, but. I think the new generation has a lot to do with more expressing themselves to it or they feel some sort of connection. More relatable. Mm-hmm. More relatable, exactly. Right. And and I think that has like the one major thing I do agree with Jimmy over here is is mainstream now. So that's the positivity in but when it comes to superheroes, it's yeah. cool. And it's yeah. cool, yeah. exactly. It's, it's cool. Yeah, definitely. This was nerd culture yeah. before, and now nerd especially, culture especially is cool especially culture. Especially with the technology and the animation that we didn't we didn't have back then. Like everything we had was more cartoons, more comic books. Like you said, it became so mainstream where it became live action, where it blew up, and See, that's where everybody. If I were OG nerd, I would be talking smack about everybody oh, that's do. into it. Right? Oh, they do. I know they me. do. Yeah. yeah, trust me. But trust me. <laughs> all right, all right. This brings me to another point. I, I, this might be a negative as far as superhero culture goes. A lot of the people, when I understand that there's like a protectiveness around the culture, especially when it opens up to a wider group of people, I feel like there's a certain group of nerds, the kinds that used to get beat up in high yes. school and yeah. picked on for liking Elementary. it, are angry and are bitter. Yeah, that girls like it. That um, the guys that used to pick on the them in jocks, high school, the, the jocks, yeah. love it now. They're all into it. Yeah. And I feel like you should be celebrating the fact that it's so widely accepted. Yeah, like, why would yeah. you want it to be, uh, say, to a point where I feel like that, that type want, of they protectiveness is… They yeah. Want, like, I but that's hipsterish. I, I do agree with that. And that I don't aspect, like well, that hipster. I don't I, like that hipster I want to go into a deeper um, factor of that. I When I say like, oh yeah, the nerds should be talking shit. I didn't mean it in an ad aspect. Where like, it did. I like the range that it spread. Yeah. You want that in a business. Yeah. Or, you know, mm-hmm. you want to hit the you, you most range. You, yeah. know, you want to hit the different kind of people you could hit. But I think what I meant with like the nerd, no, no offense, because you guys are smart, you guys are probably changing the world. We're nerds, it's but, okay. um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're doing a, it. An aspect podcast. of a nerd, 
see, the thing about a nerd, everyone just thought a nerd was like, oh, yeah, they're geeky, they're smart. Mm-hmm. We're not all smart. You know what I'm saying? So we're not nerds. You know what I'm <laughs> we're saying? We're not all smart. What I'm saying, like... <laughs> the secret's out. <laughs> so, like, no, I, I don't... Up. What? I just meant, like, <laughs> we're not geniuses then. We're not... When I think of a nerd, I think most nerds are geniuses or they're, like, so intellectual in a way where, like, that's what I consider a nerd. You know, I ain't gonna lie. The white button up but with the tie, like, the glasses. So the, that's what I'm saying. That's why I bring that aspect where, like, nerds should be mad because, like, just because you're into comics didn't make you a nerd or superhero. It didn't yeah. make you a nerd. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So but that's that, why when we bring that aspect now where everyone, that range yeah. where everybody likes it, jogs. I mean, or athletes, like you that's said, part of people artists. like to label. Yeah, there you that's go. That's part it's of the society. Label. There's it's, labeling. It's the way Definitely. we were brought up back Wrong then. Or right. But it's funny mm-hmm. though. No, like because said, no, to this day, an, a rapper or an athlete won't admit that they were a nerd. They just say, oh, I've always been into, into freaking yeah. um, comic books. But see, that's why I... And that's and, why I say nerds should be and that's mad the whole because aspect of evolution of us growing. Because back then it was them. more you were more isolated into yourself, where only you like what it is. Now that it's mainstream, and you see everybody liking it, now you're just like, why are you liking it out of a sudden? When you're like at the beginning, you were high, you were liking it, but because you didn't want to seem like you're the popular one, because you're the popular one, you can't like this crap. Like you have to be. Fake. You have to be vague. You have to be. It's only the nerds. It's <laughs> only those people fake. that enjoy it. And those are the ones that got bullied throughout the time when now that they see it such mainstream and such huge, it's like they probably like but I don't know if it's, see, it is like that their mentality, but I'm maybe not, they're like, I could have been this popular at this time now that it's mainstream. I know, and but back that, then, and that like kind of bitterness doesn't look good. And I'm not no, gonna name doesn't. names because I did know an older nerd who was one of those nerds that used to get like picked on and beat up in high school because they were into comic books and Star Wars and which is going on and on about everybody likes it. Now when you start going on like that, you become petty. Petty. Yeah. It's a turn off and people don't want to be around yeah. you. I actually stopped being wanting to be around him because all this guy does is complain yeah. about it's all negativity. Oh, poor me. I was picked on and now everybody likes it and now I'm bitter about it. I'm like, that's not a good look. No, of course it's not. not. It's not a good look. That's not the way you should be. That should be like, I was right. You know what I'm saying? I was right. You were wrong. I mean, I would say the same. Like, it's definitely. It's yeah, definitely yeah. changed with the fact of it's just so mainstream now. It's like, you know, you have movies, you have shows, it. you have games, you yeah, know. You um, it. And it's not just, it, it's not just it's the same characters dominating, you know. Before it was like all Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Spider-Man X-Men. Now it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's the um, Black Ant-Man, Panther. Ant-Man, it's Ant-Man, Black Ant-Man, Panther. Ant-Man. So it's I feel Strange. like it's improved for that aspect of now it's giving these characters their time to shine and showing, you know, kind of like with, with Iron Man even. Yeah, Iron, Iron Man. Man was not one was, of the no, major. He was like, what, a B-list or? C- he was a C-lister. a C-lister. C-lister superhero and before now he's, that movie. Now he's an A-lister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's changed for that aspect of it helps people to actually um, get it, get him see what the lore and see what the mythology is and like where these characters came from because that's how it worked for me seeing you know Batman Beyond and then remembering back to my childhood thinking of like Batman the animated series and then reading on okay the for the Dark Knight for the Dark Knight the Heath Ledger for his portrayal of the Joker, he took a lot of inspiration from the comics. Like he he read up on the Killing Joke, which is how he had that aspect of like kind of giving himself a different backstory to how he got his scars. Yeah. And then you know when I was 21, going to the comic book store for the first time and reading that comic in one sitting because I didn't have any money. So it I think it's improved for that aspect. It allows people to get deeper who are like more curious and say, okay, like how exactly is this character portrayed or how yeah. like what like what how did it like who, what were the yeah. stories that were told before? Um, so I feel like it's good for that aspect. Because yeah. I've, I've met people who've actually asked me before, like, I, I want to get into comic books. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Same. People ask me, like, what's like a good Batman story? Where yeah. should I start? And I'm like, that's a good thing. 
Yeah. yeah. It, like that's a, that's yeah. a cool thing. I don't I can't see that it's bad. Where You're it's like, especially if it's yeah, January. January. and most of the time if people are going to take their time to buy a comic book and read it, it's genuine. It's yeah. not and I think a lot of nerds like that are bitter about it like don't see that sometimes when new people audience come in start, they're not just doing it exactly. to be they're not doing it to like piss you off or anything they're yeah. genuinely well, interested and now it's like these, these actors are like taking their role seriously they're either buying <laughs> comics to just read up like on much as much as they can or they're getting in like Sounds the best shape of their lives um so i feel like it's improved for that aspect and it's allowed people to like kind of see just just crazy to see how big this culture has gotten like how big comic-con is comic-con's like de definitely one of the biggest events of the year like yeah, across any spectrum immediately. so Pop it's culture, yeah. and i i feel like it's digressed Cotton in a way because Smart of that aspect. same thing just that oversaturation there's so many there's, there's going to be a bubble at some point like i know we mentioned on that episode um so i feel like that's it just caused me to be, oh like this is the, like how many how many of these characters are going to have the same traumatic backstory and kind of get tired of that at some point and also one of the main things too i feel like it kind of just creates casual fans people who aren't you know dedicated passionate people like but there's um, nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with that it's just it's no, just the only not. thing about it is like i feel like there's just a lot of times people who don't really pay respects to like how this character got brought to the big screen and like what was what was what was the what it what was it that led to these characters being brought? Oh, our, Iron Man is my favorite combat character. Oh, what? You guys, you guys want to talk? Or? No, 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 you're good, bro. You're good. So, um, I feel like for that aspect, it's you know, oh, Iron Man is my favorite character. Oh, why? Oh, well, Robert Downey Jr. Like, so do you like Robert Downey Jr.? You don't really like, well, man. It's just those yeah, kind of things. It's just one, you like, on for somebody that's who's, true. you know, been dedicated to this thing for like all my life, but more so the last like yeah. 10, 15 years and trying to read as much comics as I can and really like mm -hmm. getting deep into these characters and their mythologies yeah. and paying respects to the writers and like the, mm -hmm. the, the, the character, the people who created, yeah. you know, um, I, like obviously, you know, like Bill Finger, Jerry Robinson, and then, you know, Jeff, Jeff, all the awesome work that Jeff Johns did with Flash and Green Lantern, Stan Lee, Jack yeah. Kirby, um, <clears throat> Tom McFarlane. And it's just like, I feel like there's, you know, if you're going to be, say you're a fan, you should at least like have respect for yeah. those stories and kind of, I, I won't say you have to be a dedicated fan. You have to be super passionate, but at least, Just you know, understand, understand like where these characters too. came from mm -hmm. and how they I, came into pop but culture. That's where you can't I, judge, I, 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 I get, I, I get, I get what you mean by that, but I don't know if it's a good idea to start kind of like coming up with. A list of rules. Yeah. No, I'm not saying rules. I'm just no, saying like, yeah. there's like, this, you can't yeah. judge the book by its cover because it's like you said. There's always going to be different so levels of, of fandom. And you ask but that I, question. I still feel like it outweighs. Yeah. It outweighs. That's just one of those things of being nitpicky. Um, it's kind of like those people who wear um like Wu Tang and Tribe Called Quest shirts, but then they don't they, they don't they don't know anything about about their first albums. They don't know anything about but they like their the songs. So they're like, no, they just wear. They're like, oh, they just wear the shirt. Like, oh, that Gangstar shirt is dope. Oh, or like, oh, yeah, Grandmaster Guru, rest in peace. What? Grandmaster Guru. Oh, what's your favorite song? I mean, I'm, I'm Guru, Grandmaster Guru, Guru from Gangstar. Guru. Yeah. Just Guru. Just Guru. You're mixing up Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash. I, have a I have a friend named Grandmaster Guru, so that's why. Oh, you do? Yeah, so that's oh, why. Oh, actually, that explains like a lot. Name. So, like it's on his ID. It was just like one of those things. I feel like, like there's just, yeah. it's not so much that it's a bad. I think the good outweighs the bad, but it's just one of those things like I see and I'm like, it's always back and forth. Like you said, you're going to ask this person whether they like it or not. And if they don't like it, you're going to be like, okay, then why are you wearing that shirt? But at the same time, you can't be judgy. No, and you be should, like, yeah. yeah, you can't. You like, can't. It's like your you said, right it's like, to wear the it's, shirt yeah, if you it's want. Your right, even though you don't know anything about it, whatever, you're wearing it. But like you said, there has to be some sort of respect where it's like you have to know at least a little bit of something instead of being not knowing anything. 
But at the same time, you can't be like, okay, understand what they're coming from. Maybe they're barely getting into the character, so you can't be like, okay, judgmental about it. Like, no, could I'm be, not saying you can't be like, that the, could be the beginning yeah, of their until fandom. you actually have that. Yeah, basically, it's the, maybe it's their beginning. Maybe you could route them the right way, showing them the right music mm-hmm. or everything, anything that anybody's getting into because yeah. overall everything has a new fan. Yeah. Sports, mm-hmm. music, Well, like comedy. I said, the good, the good definitely outweighs the bad. Yeah. It's just one of those things that is just nitpicky and I, I would think is the only thing that yeah. where it has digressed is just, yeah. just that aspect. But mm-hmm. uh, let's get to the last topic of the day. You guys ready? Go for it. So, so who was a voice actor in a show slash animated movie that completely captured the full essence of the character they were voicing? Mark Hamill. <laughs> Joker. Why do you say that? Just overall, watching the animated series and having seen Joker in the animated and just the way, the passion and overall, like, uh, seeing the videos of Mark Hamill getting into the character when he's portraying it, you're just like, damn. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible, you know? And overall, maybe him earlier on in his career probably could have portrayed the Joker and made him much more iconic I even though he's already I, huge iconic I but. agree with you I actually think that if they'd struck when the time is right especially in the 90s yeah Mark Hamill would have been a killer live action Joker. Kevin, Kevin Conroy too. As yeah, it, yeah, Batman, Batman, yeah. Not now though. No, no, no. no. Well, he played he played he played um Kingdom Come Bruce Wayne. That's different. <laughs> so no, but in his prime he would have yeah, made a good yeah. a little and, bit more and, muscle and he would have yeah, made a good well, Bruce Wayne. But never mind. I really think that Mark Hamill if they had struck, jumped on it in the 90s, he would have been a excellent live action Joker. As you can already see, like um, Josh, what you mentioned earlier about um, just watching him, if you watch his performances, he doesn't just like speak, he gets into it. He's like, he does the hand they gestures, use, he does the They voice, use like, it as an, uh, for the animation. Right. So Reference they basically point. took yeah. like the, a lot of the videos and when you see the Joker doing stuff like that on the animated series, it's, it's because the, yeah. Mark Hamill was doing that while he was doing the performance. Yeah. Yes. So awesome. That adds a certain type of authenticity. But so yeah, like, that's a I was great tripping choice. on what I said. What right about now? getting? Oh, well, I was like, I know I wanted said it to see Mark Hamill instead of Jack Nicholson. No, because you get a no. different version of it. Mm-hmm. I I like that but for that the was live like a act peak time for him. But too, you know? but no 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 no. Oh, no the movie like, came out before yeah. Yeah, the it was animated like series. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking. Plus, we 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 don't for for all for all, all intents and purposes. I mean, we wouldn't have had Batman the animated series without. The Batman, the Batman movie. That's true. And yeah, and they've even said that that the animated series, the way that they've made it so adult. The only reason they got away with that was because Tim Burton's Batman was <laughs> more adult and exactly. it was a big success and it was a big hit. Exactly. So yeah. that was a rare time where Warner Brothers mm. normally would have tried to have clamped down on the show more and made it more kid friendly, but they mm. said, "Hey, people seem to really like this Tim the Burton darkness, Batman." Yeah. So Exactly. They gave him free reign because of that. And in fact, um the composer for Batman the animated series was Shirley Walker, who was um Danny Elfman, who did the score for the original right. 1989 Batman, she was there helping him, like her, like kind of like his second or like an underling, and she would help him conduct the orchestras for the uh, for the movie. So mm-hmm. they even brought somebody directly involved, definitely with yeah. the, the 89 Batman into it. What about you, Ruben? Who do you say? That I would have pick though. It would have to <sighs> good pick. I would have to go Mark Hamill too, like Josh was saying. Um, it was either him or Kevin, but um, I he, feel like. Those are like the most they obvious have to right be, answers. You know right? what I'm I, have, I have a different one. Don't worry. I That's have a, a good one though. Too, but, but the reason why I say though um, for Mark is just because like in a way the way Josh was saying I, I as a Joker dude I really like that like it he wasn't, is the voice isn't he? 
Well, yeah. All right. He is the voice. Okay. Thank you for the correction. I'm not mad He's at that. He's the official voice of the Joker. He's the official voice of the Joker. And I just really like that aspect of it where he just had that… Um, He did have that psychopathic… Psycho… Sociopath… Type of psychopath. Same uh, thing. So, yeah, right. Yeah, so, little, little differences. so uh, differences. close enough. Close, close enough. enough. Or maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little bit of both. Where it's just like uh, where he had that voice where it's believable. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was playing the Joker. I was growing up. He 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 didn't scare me, but I didn't know he was a villain. Where it was to the point where like, okay, if man, I could like, do a like, if I could do a perfect imitation of a laugh, I would, but. It, it's, it's, it's hard, difficult. bro. It's, it's difficult, dude. But yeah, I would have to go on Mark Hamill. That's a good, that's a good See, one. I so, feel like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are going to be the obvious, obvious right choices. answers. Pretty much actually anybody from Batman the Because I'm going to lie, when I heard the question too, that. I was like, these are definitely going to be the top yeah, two. Those, but but yeah, you said but, you got someone different. So yeah. that's what I'm gonna, I want to hear. Let me throw out before you go, Keith David, Spawn. Oh, that's yeah. That's, that's, oh, that, I was having a hard one with that just because there was also like, there was those two, there was Keith David, but… Um, honestly, my favorite is going to be… I, I definitely have to say Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime. I think the reasoning behind Ooh, it is because… Optimus he, Prime? He, he actually… Damn. there was He actually took his inspiration for the character from his brother. Because um, his brother actually gave him some advice. He said, Peter, don't be a Hollywood superhero. Be a real superhero. Real superheroes don't yell and act tough. They are tough enough to be gentle. So control yourself. And just saying, um, he actually based his voice off of his brother. Because his brother served in Vietnam… So he had said, when he came home, I could see a change. He was quieter and he was a man and a superhero to me. I watched and listened to him. I've never had an opportunity to do a superhero. And when that came, that voice came just right out and I sounded like Optimus. So I think it was a matter of, he actually took it from a real life inspiration. It wasn't just something he created like on the spot. It was like, you know, how, how is it that, you know, I'm going to be, I've never been a superhero before. So how am I going to sound like what does a super, real superhero sound like so like, he basically did took it from real from, the, real from real life but also did the opposite of what most people would think to do when crafting a superhero right. voice you usually want to go bigger yeah let's let's, let's project he went more like a real hero similar isn't self-congratulatory yeah and i when you know when you hear him as optimus it's just he's you know, you, you can't think of a more awesome voice. Good choice, Nick. So you see, yeah, that, that's, 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 that was an awesome choice. Throwing that caught me off guard. Yeah, you caught me off guard. Because like I said, but I love it, Kevin, I love it. Kevin and Mark were the obvious choices. And then I had a tough time because T- Keith David would have been the other one I would have said. But it's just, the only reason I would say, I, w- I said um, Peter was just because it wasn't something that was his normal voice. And he actually had a real life experience. And he actually sat and thought, okay, what is it? How am I going to sound like him? What does a superhero sound like? And his brother's like, yo, just relax, man. That you know, real yep. superheroes, they don't yep. they don't have to yell, they don't have to act tough. Like their toughness comes from their gentleness and being one with who they are. And then just saying, like, yeah, I, I just I listened to him, I took his advice, and when I sat in the booth, that voice came out. So I feel like that is something that's so awesome and so cool. It is than just saying, Oh, well, I just I sat like in the, the booth. story behind yeah, it. Yeah, that's because I think the more so I think it's because of that. Like it's so cool. You don't hear stuff like that, like, oh yeah, my brother was my inspiration. He gave me advice and I took it. That's a good one, That's man. Good. You really That's why I like that. Yeah, yeah it caught me uh, 100% off guard. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to go with Keith David as like one just because he nailed it. Keith David has such a rich voice. I don't know yeah. how to describe it, but it, it like awesome. it cuts through glass. That's the best and way to describe you know, the it. Weird it's thing deep is, and it comes from like, I don't know, his voice seems like 
<laughs> feels like it comes from deep in the middle of Earth. Hell it feels like hell. an ancient, yeah, hell. There we go, hell. <laughs> no, I feel like the cool thing about him is I actually felt like with time, he's actually sounded better. If you compare him from like the Spawn when he first started in Spawn the Animated Series and you compare him to his most recent vocal performance of Spawn in Mortal Kombat, he actually sounds better. I don't know why, because he sounded good before, but now I just listen I to I think him. the age has added even more yeah. character to an Maybe. already gravelly voice. And because he has the most awesome one-liners and he calls um, Shao Kahn as a skull ever, yep. like, I'm just like, you know, this, like, he's like, obviously that's the writing department, but for him to act that out, bring that out, like, he is that character. And it's, yeah, definitely. And I think that Keith David needs to return to an animated version of Spawn. In fact, I don't think there's any other option. Have him be if old you, Spawn in a live-action movie. If you movie. do any... Dude, any old Al Simmons. Yeah, that's true. You could actually... actually Actually, Nick. yeah, you can. Tommy Nick. Garland, you, hey, I, I better be getting it. some royalties for this idea. Hey, we gotta tag him on this. <laughs> but tag yeah, him on this. But yeah, but. I just felt like he really captured that character. It's that voice. It's deep. It's gravelly. It sounds like it comes from somewhere else. Intimidating. It's intimidating. Definitely. And you could feel every pronouncement of feeling, all his anger, the pain, the pent up rage that he yep. was holding inside. His sadness, the sorrow, I felt like mm. it all swirled. He did this good job of, he always came across tough because he was always pissed off. He spawned. He's always pissed off and moody and brooding. Pissed. But while he was projecting to be tough, you could still hear underneath the toughness some kind of pain, some kind of hurt, some kind of sadness that I think is the essence of Spawn. Definitely. And really what drives sounds like the a story bully. of El yeah. Simmons. He's not a bully, but he sounds like a bully. Well, we Bullies always have that deep be, pain. Yeah. Deep, that, you know, that... Well, he has all, to come back a bully's as a bully yes. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. We, we, we I really like... Yeah, this one was good. Except when Josh can let me talk. It's cool. So today's episode was a little bit longer today. Sorry about that. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And before we wrap things up, now, you guys all know we I here at Higher it. Passion Entertainment offer you so many different podcasts to get you going, like us, right. Sports Dogs. Let them know. Um, let them know. Some, rap some beats and melodies. Cut the film. Quick scope. And but if you ever and if you ball ever balls. wondered, oh, but if you ever balls. wondered how we produce these shows so fast with dope quality, we work with our friends here at Productive Culture. That's right. Productive Culture offers full service recording, mixing, mastering, and podcast production. If you guys want to get your podcast going, hit them up and go to productiveculture.com slash podcast and tell them Higher Passion Entertainment sent you. And for that favor, you guys will be getting a discount on your first episode. Plus, your referral helps us. So don't forget to go to productiveculture.com slash podcast and let them know Higher Passion Entertainment mm -hmm. sent you guys. That's so right. thank you guys so let much. Keep Make sure enjoying. to click, click, click that sure. like, subscribe like. to us on YouTube, follow us on IG, and we'll see all you awesome superhero aficionados next week. See thank you. Next one, baby. Cheers.